Welcome to the Care It Out Sleep Show, a podcast for tired parents who are searching for a bit more sleep the caring way. I am your host, Kerry Secker, infant sleep consultant, the founder of my unique sleep approach, Care It Out. I'll hope you'll join me on my mission to get smalls a settled night's sleep without the tears, draining, or techniques. I love talking about sleep and can't wait to share all my sleep subjects with you. My approach to getting you more sleep is simple, straightforward, but above all, it's got to make sense and feel right for you. Ready to get more sleep? Then let's get started. Hello, you are listening to Kerry Secker and welcome to the first ever episode of the Care It Out Sleep Show. Pretty sure you can tell by my voice, but I am very, very excited to be launching this podcast and speaking with you today. Um, I have got so much sleep shizzle to share with you. Um, That was one of the driving forces behind setting up the podcast um, that I got myself in a bit of a tears where to start with this first episode because it feels like such a milestone and I really wanted to start the show on a bit of a bed banger. Um, So I ended up having to take some of my own advice. I had to take a couple of nice big deep breaths and tell myself, Kerry, you've got it. Um... And I finally came up with a show and I've just decided to do what I do best, talk about sleep and talk about what I know and just share it. So the very first episode today, I really want to share with you six things that I really, really want you to know about sleep, in particular sleep and your small. So the first thing that I really, really want you to know about sleep is that if your little one, even if your little one hasn't napped in weeks is waking up all throughout the night you haven't slept in weeks I know it doesn't always feel like it or seem like it but a hundred percent you are not to bed blame care it out is a bed uh, (laughs) got myself in a pickle already is a bed blame free zone completely um again you're I would be a very silly person to assume assume to presume how you are feeling um, and also to tell you that those feelings aren't valid because it's natural to feel that you're doing it wrong and that it's your fault you're making mistakes because let's be honest that's what a lot of the resources out there are telling you but 100% you're not um, there is always biology behind a sleep struggle even if you can't see it um, sometimes I can't see it sometimes it does take a little bit of um seeing the sleep story and I'm picking it a little bit but nine times out of ten there is always biology behind a sleep struggle and I've never ever ever talked to a parent um got to the end of a sleep story worked with a parent and thought to myself oh my goodness they are to bed blame it's completely their fault you're just not to bed blame and I think I'm so passionate about this this is one of the fundamental reasons why I set up care it out because as you probably know, I talk to a lot of parents. I do a lot of talking. I love talking, which is a good thing. But I talk to a lot of parents. And I was hearing too frequently, I know I'm guilty of, I need to break that I need to break that sleep association. I know I'm doing it all wrong. I'm guilty. I'm making a bad habit. Um, I'm going to talk about more about that in a minute. And it broke my heart a little bit just to hear parents talk like this and, and feeling that they were to blame for their little one's sleep struggle. And it's okay to feel like that. I've just gone through why. But um, I wanted to share that message. I'm on a serious mission 
to share the care that parents aren't to blame if there's biology behind a sleep and share some sleep suggestions with you that could get you to a more settled night's sleep so if you are listening to this and this really resonated with you your little one isn't sleeping they're not napping sleep is a shiz show you're feeling like you're doing something wrong your little one's broken you're making all the mistakes you're doing all the wrong things 100% you are not to bed blame there's always biology behind it The second thing that I really want to share with you is that you don't have to teach or train your little one to sleep. Yep, that's right, you heard it. Smalls do not need teaching or training to sleep. And again, I know that sounds so unbelievable because every other blog book is 10 ways to teach your little one to sleep. If you do, or somebody, your next door neighbours, friends, friends, dog is going to tell you, oh, you know, it's your fault because you haven't sleep trained or you're not teaching your little one to sleep. Sleep is a biological process and that means innately we are born knowing how to sleep. And I am the queen of peep phrases, but one of my favourite phrases, one of my favourite phases, this alliteration is very difficult, um, I haven't made life easier on myself, but one of my favourite phrases is that we have to, sleep is a biological um, process, innately we don't need to teach or train them to do it, they know how to do it, even if they're not giving that impression, because in order to survive we have to sleep, and in order to sleep we need to survive, um, so they do know, even if your small isn't giving you this impression, they do know innately how to sleep they don't need training they don't need teaching to do it it's not like riding a bike or driving a car but sometimes the sleep can get a little bit blocked um which i'm going to talk about so much more in the rest of the podcast so the second thing is is that i know it sounds unbelievable but you don't have to teach teach or train your little one in order to get them to a settled night's sleep i think that's really important third thing we're on number three already the third thing is that there are no bad bed habits i try in fact there's no on my approach i try to steer i'm i don't think there's things as good or um as bad or wrong it's just whether it's working or if it's working well for you and i 100 percent don't believe in bad bed habits bad habits i don't talk about the word bad on my approach in fact it's not really a massive word in my vocab and um, but especially when it comes to sleeping habits there aren't any bad ones you might hear again everybody you have a baby everybody's got an opinion on what you do what you should be doing with your little one um, what they should be doing um, and whether so concerned about whether they are you're making a rod for your own back again another one of my favorite phrases ever is your baby your bed your business every single time it will always come back um, for me to that is it working for parents but coming back to the um, bad bed habits I just don't believe don't buy into this bad bed bad habits again this alliteration is really getting the better of me i don't buy into bad habits i'm all about whether it's working for you um and every small is so different so if you if it's working for you all is well and this goes for anything small and sleep related so feeding to sleep it's not a bad habit if it's working for you all is well cuddling to sleep not a bad habit if it's working for you all is well feeding at night time not a bad habit um if it's working for you everything all is well um rocking to sleep not a bad habit if it's working for you all is well these things only need to change 
if they are an issue for you, it's unsustainable or it's not working. Um, and lots, lots of things. There's lots of stuff out there that says you've got to do these things in order to get to the, the settled now that settled night sleep. Now, I'm not an expert. I don't proclaim to be. I am the. I've got expertise. Um, I don't proclaim to be the expert of your baby. That's your job. I've got expertise and experience. That's something completely different. And from my experience, these things you can rock, feed, bed share, room share, they're in their own room and they're not a bad habit if they're working for you. And it you can still get to that settled night's sleep. I think that's really important. The fourth one is, and this is a biggie, in fact I think they're all biggies, um, but this is a particularly bed biggie is there isn't this one size fits all sleep solution and nor is this one size fits all sleep secret i am on one heck of a mission to get you and your smalls a settled night's sleep so i try and share as much um sleep shizzle i call it sleep resources as i possibly can in the form of blogs instagram posts radio shows sleep speaking at events these podcasts um, and neither do does anybody have this or we're holding on to this secret this sleep secret there isn't a sleep sleep secret out the one size fits all sleep secret out there otherwise somebody would be making a would be a bed billionaire they'd be making millions billions out of it um and yeah i think this is really important we get so i think it's so easy to get caught up in that there's this one size fits all expert out there and this one size fits all um sleep solution number one hundred percent you are your little one's expert i nobody can know including myself nobody can know your baby like you know them you know them best you know what they need you know them better than anybody else and that in my eyes makes you their expert in fact, I'm always saying parents that you are the expert. I've got expertise and, and exper- experience that I want to guide you. Um, but you know your baby best. And they are also the bed boss, aka the manual. Um, and because they're all so different, there isn't this universal one size sleep oracle. Um, and because your small is unique and their sleep story and sleep situation is unique, is one of a kind what works for one doesn't necessarily work for another even with siblings if you've got two or more children I'm sure you don't need me to tell you this that what works for one just might not work for the other and it can be absolutely baffling at times because they're both you're both of the children are yours you're bringing them up the same way but different things can can work differently it's crazy so yeah number four is that there isn't this one size fits all sleep solution or secret out there um, I wouldn't trust anybody that proclaimed that they had that because it's insane. And this is because everybody's different. What works for one might not work for the other. Um, and my best piece of advice about that is just to pick bits and pieces that resonate with you. There is no right or wrong way to parent, just the best way for you and find out what works for you. Um, and come. Or it all, for me, it always comes back to that parents, you are the expert. So I want to hear about what's going on for you and also be led by the, the bed boss, aka the manual that's your small as well number five the fifth one got a bit confused there with the fifth and um number five thing you cannot spoil your small i hear it all the time you know if you go to them give them what they want babies smalls toddlers are unable to manipulate you in order to manipulate you um manipulation is it's it is out there definitely 
And but in order to manipulate you, they need three parts of their brain fully wired. And this doesn't happen until puberty. So they've got a long, long way um, to go until they can manipulate you. It's quite an, a complex process. And because of that, they there's they're not made of cheese. Your your baby, your small, your toddler, your child. And when I talk about small, I'm talking up to eight. Um, you can't spoil them with love and giving in. I don't believe there are things like giving in or getting into that battle, giving them what they want is a wrong thing because A, there's no right or wrong, but B, they're not made of cheese and it's impossible to spoil your little one. And I'm going to come into this in more detail in point number six, but giving them what they need isn't meeting, it isn't spoiling them it isn't giving in it's not um it's not any of those things it's crazy so yeah you cannot it's impossible to spoil your small so they're not made of cheese hug away hold away cuddle away rock away i don't think anybody's ever gonna get to the end and look back and go oh i wish i'd love just a little bit less um i just don't think that's gonna happen and then number six this is the last one is meeting their needs is okay it is not soft meeting their needs. And I think this kind of ties in with number five quite nicely. Quite often, there's so much out there that says, you know, you've got to leave them to cry to get that settled night's sleep. You've got to, there's lots of lots, there's lots and lots of shoulds and got to and musts out there, I have to say. Um, but meeting your baby, again, when they are crying or they're, um, I call it emotionally uneasy sometimes, they're always communicating a need to you. They can't manipulate you and that that need is always very genuine and if they are asking for support giving them that support isn't soft it isn't spoiling them see number five and it isn't stopping them from sleeping either I think that's so important Uh, again I do a lot of talking with parents and I hear very frequently you know I gave in I'm giving in I'm giving them what they want I know it's the wrong thing it all this all ties up quite nicely together um and they worry about going to their baby when they're asking, or small when they're asking for support in case they're doing any of those things. Um, but I 100% don't believe that meeting their emotional needs when they ask for it um, is is soft or spoiling them. I, I, I just don't see that. If we, as adults, if we are upset or um, there's a need there, we wouldn't just ignore our partners, um, or ignore our friends if they were asking for it and sometimes you know I know life isn't always ideal if you've got two or more children you know you can't always get to your little one the minute they start crying that's not what I'm about at all there's balance within that but knowing that um shouting to, not shouting to them but set, making eye contact if you can telling you telling them that you're on your way um you can meet their needs in lots of different ways but ultimately if your little one is crying at night time or crying during during the naps or crying when they're trying to get to sleep ultimately they are trying to communicate to you in the only way they can crying is always communication not manipulation and meeting those needs is not giving in it's not giving them what they want it's not spoiling them it's not soft and it's definitely not um stopping them from sleeping it does the opposite builds that trust it's the carrot out i think if i had to define carrot out in a nutshell it's that if your little one we have to trust that if they're going to ask for support um 
or if they we have to trust that if they're gonna if they need support they're gonna ask for it straight away by crying getting emotionally uneasy um communicating to you and they have to trust that if they ask you're gonna go to them it's not soft it actually builds that attachment and it helps them feel safe and settled so that sleep can come so I hope you really enjoyed that I was I don't know what I was so nervous about I really really enjoyed that and it feels so good to be be behind the microphone again so just a little sum up a little sleep summary of the six things that I really want you to know about your small sleep is number one you are not you are never to bed blame number two is you don't have to sleep train or teach them to sleep number three there are no bad bed habits ever Number four, there isn't a one-size-fits-all sleep solution or secret. Number five, you can't spoil your small. And number six, meeting their emotional needs isn't soft or giving in. Well, I hope you enjoyed that as much as I enjoyed um, talking to you. I hope you found it useful, informing and reassuring. There is plenty more of that, um, of that where it came from. Is that how you say that? There's plenty more of that where it came from. There's plenty more of that where it came from. So thank you so much for listening and I will catch you on The Sleep Show very soon. Thank you so much for listening to me, your host, Kerry Secker, on The Carrot Out Sleep Show. I really hope you found the podcast reassuring, informative and a little bit of fun. If you did, don't forget to subscribe to the show below and I'd be grateful if you could leave me some fabulous feedback. I always love hearing from you and one lucky listener will win lifetime access to my Bedtime Basic e-course every single month. My next podcast episode will be available in two weeks time but if you can't wait for more of my sleep chisel you can find me over on Instagram at Carrot Out Sleep Consultant. I update my sleep squares and speak sleep there on the daily and if you are listening on Insta please don't forget to tag me where and when you're listening. Big love and sleep solidarity to you all.